0: It was a football story that shook the world. Argentinian legend Claudio Caniggia signing for Dundee. Now to celebrate the 20th anniversary of his stunning arrival, the has produced a special feature-length video documentary healing his time in dark blue.
1: Obviously I expected him to be good, but he was just
2: better than that. He was just away in front of everybody else.
0: Former chairman Peter Marr reveals the incredible story behind the transfer sensation, while heroes including Lee Walker, Barry Smith and Stevie Mullen reveal the man behind the myth. And we speak to the fans who will never forget the day the great man arrived at Dens or the day he scored on his debut at Aberdeen. Canija, 20 years on, is available to Courier subscribers from the 8th of October. If you aren't a subscriber already, as a Courier Talking Football listener, you can get three months for three pounds. New customers only, head to the Courier.co.uk slash 343 for more information. This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Back from his happy holidays, delighted to be back on the podcast. Sean, it's been a, it's been a few weeks since you've joined
1: us. It has been it has been quite a long time. I think my last appearance was on uh, was on the telly. Oh, podcast, shh, so that's, sorry, 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 but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a while. I'm 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 absolutely buzzing for this one, mate.
0: And were, were our teams winning when you left us? I can't remember. <laughs> Dundee obviously weren't because they weren't playing. Uh, the
1: no, I think the answer to that is no, they weren't. <laughs> um, but pleased to see a couple of wins for St. Johnson. I'm sure we'll get we'll get to that.
0: We will, we will. But I was I will start with Dundee United this week, and uh, it was just just occurred to me, guys, there, there seemed to be a to be a theme. Last season, there was there was there was two very sort of two real polarized schools of thought when it came to Dundee United, as the as the sort of in the second half of the the league season was panning out, and it was there was there was those that thought we're winning, we're winning the league, nothing else matters, and there were those that were saying, oh, hold on a minute. We're uh, we're not playing very well here. This is there's 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 stuff there's issues here that uh, shouldn't be brushed under the carpet. As it turned out, obviously COVID did its thing. Robbie Nielsen moved on. There you are. he boxed it all off. It would, it would, it would, that story never played out. And now it's striking me that already in this at this stage in the season, we're 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 seeing two schools I thought were united again. Different ones this time because they're not winning all their games. But it seems to me that. You've got United fans who are very, very worried about the performances and a couple of the results, obviously. And the other school of thought is that what's all this fuss about? You've at least got to get, let let Mickey Mellon get his get his uh, main team on the park. There's, we're, you know, we're we're losing games, but we've yet to see Mcnulty and Shanklin play. We've yet to see Fuchs, the new creative. Influence, hopefully, in the middle of the park. Benjamin Segrist is out. Is that how you see it as well, Jim? Do you do you see there the being two sort of very different
2: roads at the moment? Yeah, I, I think for the first time, we're really now starting to see some... Um the foot soldiers, if you want, you'll know yourself by, you know, if you're looking at social media traffic and if you're looking at kind of things like websites and all the rest. And just generally speaking to, you know, folk kicking about the town, <laughs> maintaining social distance, obviously. And
0: you can't dismiss it as much as as but, much no, sorry, no, no, as sorry, no, Jim, as much as we all no. sort of say, oh, raise our eyes a wee bit about social media. There is a lot of people on there, and particularly United's fan base, which is which is one of the younger yeah, right. ones. You, can, you can't you dismiss can, it, can
2: you? You cannot dismiss your paying fan base. That, that, that's the bottom line. We I mean, you know at the weekend there was an issue also with the streaming situation. I have to say they not only club to have that um, problem. I mean, I've, yeah. avoided, I've had, I mean, I, I, had a, I actually had an offer to do the Brewer-Dundee game on, on Saturday. I've avoided these things because they're they're full of pitfalls at the moment, you know. Um, I don't mean amateur hour, but they are full of kind of pitfalls with this new technology and all the rest of it. So I've avoided um, a few offers on these things. But to come back to United, no, um, the support base, you, you know, it's, it's not my secret. I did about three or four months um, consultancy work with Stephen Thompson. He was far too gone, uh, far too far gone by then to pull it back in. And I very quickly found that fans who were saying to me, well, I take the role on, you can change it. Two weeks later, they wanted to hang me because it was such a, a frustration about the club and about the way the club was going. Now, when Mark Ogren came in and put serious money into the club, and, and uh, by goodness, he has put serious money in anywhere, I suspect, between... £9, £10, £11, 12000000 million pound perhaps. You know, um, he's put serious money in, so he cannot be criticised. But there are now murmurings of discontent about various roles, various things that are going on. But mainly the murmurings of discontent, and they're growing beyond the murmur, is what's happening on the pitch. The, the, lo- the loss to Peterhead, the quality of the play, the central defensive uh, partnerships, whoever they happen to play at any given time, the midfield, which kind of lacks creativity, um, Shanklin's exempt uh, and now McNulty's come in uh, to partner him. So, they're, they're, you know, there's some bright spots on the horizon here, And it's far from a panic situation. It's far from that. But, you know, fans pay a lot of money these days um, and, and they expect to be A, entertained, B, kept in the loop and, and to win more than they lose. Uh, and Dundee United fans uh, will expect to beat Peterhead. That's the bottom line. And, and, and they should beat Peter Ed. Um, and, and, you know, I, I say that with, as one who has the greatest respect for a man of the guard, sort of as a parliament Jim McInally, who probably could have done a fine job as Dundee United manager. But, um, uh, you know, so there are all sorts of things, I think, coalescing at the moment. And those who are in power at Tarnadalee need to be aware of it. Because um, quite often it's a small group of fans, but they can be really, really... Hard hitting vituperative, and they can start campaigns uh, and they can undermine what's going on. That's not a criticism. That's a simple statement of fact. And at the moment, I can see that starting to bubble.
0: Well, as a, as a wider point, Sean, before we get back and specifically about United, does it does it actually matter at the moment? Because you could, I would imagine, you can you can shut yourself off to social media, and you can even shut yourself off to 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 folk who are. Who are Making wee comments in the street because there's, there is there are no fans in the ground just now. Can can players and management can they just is it is it much easier for them to to just do their thing and and get the blinkers on at the moment?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say so. I, I, it's easy to shut yourself off from social media. I managed it successfully last week when I was off on holiday. No problems whatsoever. Enjoyed it. It was fantastic. The
0: abuse you were taking as well. Charlie. Oh, more it's, it's ah,
1: relentless. Ah. It's relentless. Honestly, and that's that's just a news. Yeah, it's, it's definitely easier. I think I mean social media is one thing, uh, but I mean the, the media in general is another. But you'll often hear managers and and people in football, be they players or chairman or chief executives or what have you, they will say, "Oh, well, I don't, I don't read the papers or I don't pay attention to any of that." We hear it all the time. It's nonsense, but we hear it all the time. Um, in the ground, that's that's an altogether different thing because if you've got if you've got fans there as normal I mean the atmosphere is a very very different thing to what it has been at the moment um, you can play a game at present in near silence and th- there is no immediate feedback to, en masse anyway to how things are going at any given time on the pitch and I think that does lend itself to um, a, a, an ability for players and managers and people in football to just focus on whatever their game plan may be and just and stick with that Yeah, there is no sense of urgency that can be injected by a sudden outburst of 7-8 thousand people yeah, giving you yeah. stick for, for a backwards pass or something like that, that just doesn't happen anymore so yeah, during, during games I think it absolutely lends itself to an environment that is altogether more relaxed than it ordinarily would be um, I mean, had, had Tanner Ice been full uh, as it otherwise might have been this season during some of the performances, would would things be as relaxed now? Possibly not. Um I think there would have been more criticism, certainly more audible criticism mm-hmm. at times in games. Um and that would have that would have filtered through to players and filtered through to the manager. Um and then on the other side of that there is the the well they've just come up sort of thing. So what what do you expect from a side that's just come up? Mm-hmm. Um but certainly, the way things are at the moment, I think. I think the the general situation around football has has created a scenario that's that's altogether calmer than it might have been otherwise. And
0: I think, I think, Jim, I think United purely from the, the sort of geographical way that there's, there's, their grounds are, are are built, I think United and Dundee it, 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 it particularly matters because it's as basic as at the end of a game when they're going back to their, their dressing rooms it's like walking mm-hmm. or running as you would do a gauntlet, isn't it? Because of because they're in the corner of the pitch, mm-hmm. you know, at Denz they've got to go all the way past that main stand and down there. And, at, you know, for the manager going down the touchline, it's the same at United, isn't it? When they're going into the court and that corner, you know what it's like when it's been a when it's been a shocker of a performance. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no quick escape, is there?
2: No, and you know, the, the, while we're talking about this at the moment, this, I mean, this this is not this is not something new. I mean, this happened in the early days with Jim McLean. It happened in the later days with Jim McLean. You know, this is not something particular or peculiar to United at this time, or indeed to any club at this time. This is just how fans are. I mean, fans pay their money and 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 they have uh, the right to. Exchange Express themselves. I sometimes quite strongly disagree with the brutality with which they express themselves, having and blinding at players and all the rest of it. Um, and I'm no great believer in, in in booing guys off a park at the, or booing guys off the park when they're on the park. you know, I'd rather that criticism was left to full time. But at the moment, you just sense there's a wee undertone because. You know, the feeling would be that, given the money United have put in, um, they should have probably done better. Um, there is a, maybe a sense among some people, despite the you know the capture of Mcnulty on the season alone, there's maybe just a sense among some people that actually um, money was spent to get them out of the championship, and nothing's been spent at the moment. And we're now beyond the transfer window, and I think there's a frustration. Um, there's a fris- frustration involved in that. Now, what we don't know about any of that stuff is whether Mark Ogren has looked and thought, "I've spent enough for the moment. Let's see how we progress until the January window." or I've just spent enough full stop, or whether they had targets that they couldn't get or a combination of other things but there's undoubtedly something bubbling under the surface at the moment with, with, with some fans you know there, there is a small section of the Tannery support that, that kind of likes to go to town and these kind of things Um but they pay their money, they're entitled to do it. For the moment, they can only vent their spleen through social media or in the pub or wherever, well, if they can get in the pub, um, but they can't do it at, at the ground. And that's probably a good thing while United start to find their feet in the Premiership.
0: What's indisputable, uh, Sean, is there's been two very, very poor performances. Um, one of them with the, the best the best team that Mickey Millen could could field, which is against Livingston, and then another one against Peterhead, which, which had, well... At least half a dozen of of players who you've got a lot of uh, first team Premiership football under the belt this season, so you know that that much is there for all to see. I mean, should should I mean the bet the betfred cup should is there a is there a correlation between that and league form? I'm, I'm never I'm not so convinced that there is, but uh, what's your thoughts, Sean?
1: I'm never quite sure how to take the betfred cups. Well, I say never, not now, not since they've altered the format. Um, Because it, it and obviously this season's different for all these. There should be a big season.
0: advantage, there's an inbuilt advantage, isn't it? There should be an inbuilt advantage for the top for the Premiership season. Well, really... there
1: should be, there should be, but we saw St Johnson struggle very badly last season in the bet, Fred, didn't we? Um, so no, I mean
0: at this it, stage in the season, though, because because of uh, because well, yeah, because they're up they're up and running, they're up and running,
1: yeah. up and, running and the, the lower league teams are not. So yes, un, under those circumstances, you would you would you would look at that a result against a a team from the lower leagues and go, that's that's a worry, <laughs> and I think you're, you're you're entitled to do that, because um, again, in Peterhead's cases, are uh, not full time. Players are part time players as well, so uh, never mind a pre season. They, they'll have had a few weeks of a few days, and mm. that'll be about it, really. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that, that is a concern. But I, I, I mean, I think back to the start of this season I mean, when we were looking at United and thinking, well, how how are they going to do um, given, given what they had or hadn't done in the transfer market at that time, and, and thinking that, that running with the same. Essentially, the same team the same squad as they had last season would would probably pose them problems as things went on. Um, Perhaps it's starting to look like that might be the case. Uh, But as you say, there have been a couple of incomings and we haven't really seen them yet. Um, So under those circumstances, I mean, there, there, there will be a... Despite the outcry on social media, there will be a section of the United fans who would consider themselves more sort of measured... Than that, and they'll be looking at it and going, "Well, let's let's give this a chance. Let's see what these new guys can do when they come in." Because there were obviously areas of the team that needed that needed attention. Yeah. Um. And and and, well, some of them have got it. Um. The midfield's been given some attention. Obviously, Martin McNulty's coming up top as well. You you would perhaps say that the 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 middle of the defence is still an area of some concern. Um. But again it, yeah social media there's outcry there, but when is there not? there's always yeah, yeah. outcry on social media about something no matter what it is and it's it's that's just the nature of it it kind of encourages that. So yeah it's it's there's de- there are definitely areas of concern and the results that you've pinpointed are, are, are definitely illustrative of that. Um, but at the same time there's been a couple coming in so I, I I do think there'll be there'll be a silent majority of the United fans who will look at it and go right well. It hasn't been fantastic up to now, but let's give it another few weeks and another few months and see where we are come come the turn of the year. And if if things haven't really turned in any significant sense by then, um, then fair enough. I can I can see some questions starting to be asked for real.
0: No, I mean listen, I'm I'm definitely in 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 that camp. I must admit, I I just I can't see a way in which a Dundee United team which can regularly get Lawrence Shankland and Mark McNulty on the park, yeah, and let's hope the lad Fuchs and Seagrass at the back. I just absolutely, I can't see a way in which that team will have a sustained bad run. I just think, I just think they'll win games. You know, I, I, I think Shankland is that big a difference to them, and I think McNulty could also be that big a difference mm-hmm. to them. So I think those who are panicking have gone, have gone way, too, way too, way too early on the back of a Betford Cup, Betfred Cup game, but. We shall see. I mean, that's that's not to say, I mean, I do agree that the, the centre defence doesn't look like it's been been solved. And listen, you can go back to maybe, you know, there's a parallel there for from St. Johnson the last season when, you know, Tommy Wright, doesn't get, he doesn't get many wrong in, in, in the transfer market and there were reasons, but Big Maddis, you know, particularly in defence when he brings somebody in, Big Maddis Feynman, remember, he, he came in and then it quickly became, it became apparent he wasn't the answer. And it had to be sorted again in January.
1: It became apparent he wasn't a footballer.
0: Well, well, there's that. You're very cruel, but anyway, there's uh, a, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, that <laughs> might, that might need to be sorted again in January. Sometimes you just have to think, okay, we've not solved the problem. We're just there's nothing else for it, but, but to, to go again, type thing. But no, listen, I, I, I still, I still see United, you know, winning enough games, you know, to, to be kind of where we all expected them to be, which will be. Probably top half of the bottom half of that, you know, that sort of that sort of region, but possibly possibly even higher. We shall see. But I think what one thing that needs that you can definitely say though the depth in the squad Jim, probably isn't isn't there that maybe you would have hoped because mm-hmm. I mean Mickey Mellon mentioned you know I think I'm not going to quote him directly but he's basically said like there's guys that haven't taken their chance there you know that that's what the yeah. Betfred Cup is for you know people who've been you know, should have been chomping at the bit, get the chance to make a start,
1: mm-hmm.
0: haven't taken their chance. And I think mentally, Mickey Mellon will probably have written a couple of them off. And, you know, you, you, the fringe players, you just have to look at, the, it's, you know, you have to look at the ones who've, who've come in and, and not done it. And it's, it's Paul McMullen and Cammy Smith, I guess, are two obvious ones that you think mm-hmm. they're more than likely not going to be regulars in this team. Or however long they're going to be at Tanner, is that fair, Jim?
2: I, I think so, Eric. I mean, you know, you look at the bench on Saturday, for instance, and you think to yourself, what? you know, I mean, it's one thing having numbers. You can have numbers at a professional football club, you can have 30, 40 of a squad, you know, uh, 20 of them are, are, are kids in the, in the under 21s or whatever, the rest are whatever. But, you know, having numbers and having quality of depth are two different things. And I think that's the problem with United at the moment. They don't have quality. Of depth and, and there are guys who are kind of playing in the first team who on the face of it have quality but they're just not performing and uh, and I think you know the Paulets and the McMullins of this world are among them and Paulus had a lot
0: of chances this season, has not he? You know, that, Mullin right. less so, but Paula
2: Yeah, and, I, and I, I think you know, managers don't exist in a bubble either. Managers ask around; they know things, they know people, they ask people, and and you know they're human. They're like the rest of us. They're hearing this, they're hearing that. They've been told this, that, and that. Watch him; he's not going to this or he Doesn't do that, or you know. So you know they, they've got their own their own foibles as well when they're assessing players, but ultimately they're assessing players in training and on the pitch and if they're not getting enough <clears throat> then they make their mind up very quickly and they've got to because Mickey Mellon already we we kind of sense that the wee honeymoon period is over he came in very enthusiastic which was great talking a great game about the young boys and that's good I like to see the young boys getting a chance if they if they are, they are worth it and if they can kind of stick with the programme um, and but, you know, ultimately, a manager's neck is always on the chopping block. And in the modern game, it's on the chopping block very, very quickly. I mean, as we've seen with United, a couple, you know, bad results, uh, you know, Hamilton, Livy, um, you know, uh, and then a win. And then, you know, you lose to Peterhead and, and people are on the case. And, and, and it is, you know, it is a minority of fans on social media and all the rest of it. But sometimes they have, sometimes they drown the rest out. And that's a problem. You know, if I had any advice to those in charge at Tardis, I'm sure they would ignore it, is ignore them. Ignore them because a lot of these people um, have complaints about everything, but they have nothing. They have nothing to offer. They have no idea how a football club runs. They have no idea how you know the, the difficulties running a football club and all the rest. Of it. I mean, you know, we um, we are there to kind of critique as well as as journalists, and and we're fortunate in the respect we've got uh, you know um, links into to clubs and all the rest of it. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, at the moment, <clears throat> United have been somewhat kind of off the boil, I think, but it's it's far from panic. I mean I don't think this is a club this is no club I think that are going to be relegated or anything. The big problem at the moment is when you get the kind of the pot being stirred by people who have got an agenda um you know to to, to, to work on or they've got you know they, they they want to stir um things then you know it, it does get through to players You know, it's one thing kind of say, look, the central defence. I don't particularly think United's central defence are terrible. I think they lack a bit of pace. I think they need to be more clinical in some of the decision-making that they have. They're not the best in the premiership by a long, long way. Um, That stands to reason. But they're not the worst, you know. And I think balance is the thing. That is always missing from critique of football. And um, the United squad have struggled a bit. That was a poor result against Peterhead. But in saying that, you know, you know, you're up against one of the shrewdest guys in the game, Jimmy McInerney played at the top level of football, and he's a damn good manager. I'm actually astonished that nobody's taken a chance on him. Uh, although I know, I know Jimmy's feeling, Jimmy basically wouldn't have taken the job unless it had been United or Celtic. I think you know. <laughs> um, but um, you know, uh, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think because he's too he's too straight a shooter. He 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 yeah. he tells it like it is. That's a uh, that's that uh, that's been a. a um, some people would say a fault to Jimmy it's one of the things I most admire about him. Um you know, but but looking at that United squad, they they're not the worst in the world by any manner of means, but there are guys, my suspicion is whom the manager will have looked at it and thought you're not going to be part of my plans it's how you move them on how do you move on if you want to move a Apollo on if you want to move a McMullen on uh, I mean we've seen it today at a much rarefied level with uh, uh, what do you call him at Arsenal Ozil 350 grand a week you know £17.5 uh, mm. 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 million in the remaining season to go Arsenal
0: £8 million low loyalty payment I mean he did save Soros though so come on a fair that's right,
2: fair, fair play to him in fairness. You know, he saved Gunasaurus. Um So, you know, that's the realities of football at every level. If guys are on very good money, and, and let's be blunt, you know, after Dundee United, for most of these players, they're heading downhill. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're, you're, not, you're leaving Dundee United unless you're going to Celtic or Rangers in Scottish football, or arguably Hibs or Aberdeen or Hearts, um, you're heading downhill. That's the bottom line. And and these players will not want to leave the very good money that they're on at Tannadice, even come the January window, you know, unless uh, <coughs> very good financial deals can be done. But Mickey Mellon will be looking there already and he will see numbers of players that he doesn't fancy, he doesn't think have it. They've either lost the appetite, they've lost the, the, the wee spark, the fitness, whatever... And they'll not think it's coming back. The big danger is looking at the depth of the squad. What does he have to replace them? Quite often, players are playing not because they should be in the team, because simply there's nobody else to put in in their place. Yeah, M- M-
0: Mel and Sean, he-, he he strikes me as a. I mean, all managers are kind of a bit like this, but he-, he does strike me as one who will make up his mind quite quickly on uh, on players. And that. I think uh, I don't think he's going to be one who'll give you four or five goes to uh, to change his mind. But you know. Could be wrong. The circumstances could could force his hand to give others a a go again. But it it does. Do you think Paul McMullen, I'm not focusing on Paul McMullen, but as an example, because he was he was a high profile player for United in the in the Championship, and you know an effective one. Is he is he starting to look like that kind of probably would have been his 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 level? Well,
1: yeah. When you look at players, particularly in that area of the park who are not getting regular runs of games, and, and I think that takes something away from them as well. Yeah, yeah. That they might they might normally have. And I think they need to be playing on a regular basis to to be firing on all cylinders. So the the longer that you're not getting regular games back to back, stacking them up, I he think was that, always, it was always always stuck with yard, more,
0: more pace than guile. Would, would that be a fair thing? As I fair think that's
1: you? I think I think to be honest, that's that's that, that sounds right to me. Um, from from what I saw of them. I mean, pace, pace—you can't argue with. He's got that in spades. But I think there was, there is a tendency for the, for the pace to be employed with the head down, as mm. it were. <laughs> um, and I do So the, the the end product was was in question for me. There were there were United fans, and are United fans who still love them.
0: Oh, I know no, no. so um, Jim, Jim, Jim was remember. Go, remember, you weren't you weren't podcasting with us back then, Sean. Jim mm-hmm. the set up the Paul McMullen fan club a couple of years ago. No, I mean McMullen for Scotland. now nah, I'm only joking.
2: I, I think he's got, <laughs> but he's got natural ability, Eric. He's got lots of natural ability. He's um, quick. He's yeah. quick. He's he's quick. But the pro- the problem is, we all professional footballers or athletes. You, you've got to do it on a regular basis. I think I've written this in the column this, this, you know, this week, at this season, that's, that, that would be the challenge for United this season. You're stepping up to a division where you're meeting guys who have been playing at a higher level and they're fractionally, not, not, not much, but they're fractionally quicker up top and on the deck. Um, and, and, and they're playing at a higher level every week and that demands consistency. Now, to be honest with you, you know, if you're Jimmy Johnson, if, you, if you're Lionel Messi <clears throat> and you've got four great games and one poor game, you'll get away with that. But, you know, you're not seeing anything like that with McMullen. It's it's, it's flashes of genius where you can undoubtedly, it's undoubted that he's got the ability to leave a man standing, go buy a man, you know, beat two men, beat three men. But what's the end product? You know, once she's beaten the two men or the three men, is there a ball in the box that you know that leaves an easy tap in for a for a striker? Is, is there a beautiful ball at the far corner for a, a headed goal? And that, that's the issue. You need end product from every player. So it's not enough to have innate each skill you've actually got to use it on a, a, a on a regular basis it's got to be 80 90 95% um there and and, and when mcmullen and one or two others it just isn't there it's not there often enough and and it's not there that's not there nearly often enough and that's why yeah. i suspect that mellon has got a head scratcher at the moment to deal with here
0: well i, I forgot i should have mentioned the ones that have, that were were missing and he will be coming back at the weekend. Logan Chalmers, sorry, mm-hmm. he's you know, of course, he's away with the, the under twenty ones, and and let's face it, he he is the he is the man for that sort of wide right cutting player. inside inside birth And yeah, there's a guy who does have an end product and does does play with his head up. You know, mm-hmm. b- both of those things. How are you seeing the uh, the Aberdeen game, Sean? The new firm derby back in the top flight. What's your thoughts on this one?
1: uh, uh geez, I'm gonna. I think it'll be very difficult for United. Bit of a machine honest, just now, Aberdeen, aren't they? Yeah, 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 they are. I mean, even even at their sort of lowest ebb during Derek McInnes, and I say that... It's never that, been that I low, has it? It's, it's never, never been, been, that. been that low, exactly. Yeah. I think, we'd, we'd, again, right, we were speaking about fans having complaints earlier, but Aberdeen fans are amongst the worst for it. Oh, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there's, the there's, expect- there's a
0: lot of them would have been glad to would have chased McInnes out the door. Definitely.
1: Every, every 100%, season, you know. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I covered them a lot when I, I worked at the Sunday Post before mm-hmm. I came back to the Courier and the, and the Telegraph. So I, more, more often than not, I was up at Poutaudry if Aberdeen were at home. And indeed, if they were away, I was usually there as well. So for the, the whole of Derek McInnes's reign at Poutaudry, I've watched Aberdeen on a regular basis. And um, when you watch a team that much over a period of years, you sort of... <sighs> It's kind of a soft spot, although obviously I don't support them. But at the same time, you you see so much of them that you get to know how they play, well, you you to, and you know the players. Y- yeah. You get, yeah, exactly, and you get to appreciate what they do as well. Yeah, and yeah. from my perspective, Aberdeen have been, as I said, even at their lowest ebb under Dermot McInnes, they've been a very decent team who are capable of of um, beating everybody in Scotland. Really, that where they where you might criticise them is against Celtic and and, and Rangers. Uh, that's that's well actually that, that's where you Celtic, basically. they haven't they haven't <laughs> done nearly enough they haven't done nearly enough against them to, to to really challenge but the likes of Dundee United and again I'm not doing Dundee United down here they're a team who've just come up from the championship uh Aberdeen will look at that game and go that's we should be looking to take three points from this even away from home um so I think, given given the way Aberdeen are playing at the moment, and um, given the players they've got, and given how United are playing at the moment, uh, I, I I think United will, will will find this a very tough match to take to take anything from.
2: I I think that's true. I mean, the, the league league table seldom lies, whether it's at the end of the season or or kind of heading towards probably the quarter stages as, as, as we are kind of you know nudging in that direction now. I mean, the simple truth of the matter is is Aberdeen have played two games less than United and yet they're seven points better off. You know, if they were to win or two in hand, you're looking at a team that are 13 points ahead of United at this early stage in the season. Um, They're not, Huge scorer. Oh, well, I, I say they're not huge scorers. I'm saying that, you know, they've only played the eight games, but only scored ten, but they've only conceded six, you know. And they've I mean, done that, it without their main striker as I'd well. Done it, that's that's right, you know. Um and they'll be boosted. Big Andy Considine I know Andy well. i you know, it's a lovely big guy. That was I'd a delight. feel good story, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, he, he will be absolutely boosted, you know. Um <clears throat> by you know,
1: oh, do you know I'm sorry to cut in? I've got to say on uh, Considine, since you've brought him up, again from watching him for years and years and years, week in, week out, he is for my money, he's the most consistently under underrated player in the premiership uh,
2: Sean you know what isn't it funny how things creep up on you I I, I said uh, on on Twitter the other day it's actually astonishing that it's taken Andy down to the age of 33 to get an international cap yeah it really is. I mean, you know, I, 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 I had a wee kind of uh, ongoing barney with a couple of Celtic fans. that he, he's not top quality. You know, I mean, what do we mean top quality? This is Scotland we're talking about. No one's going to persuade me that Andy Considine is any poorer than umpteen of the players. Oh, that
0: have had Jim, Scotland one of these De- Devlin. His own team. I mean, I mean, you ask yeah. any Aberdeen fan who's a better mm. centre half. Mm. I mean, that's you're right. going to you get know, what ninety nine I mean, point, well, hundred percent of them are going to say. And he's a complete. Round, aren't they? Uh,
2: he's mm. a complete and utter professional. He's an absolute top pro. You know, um, so you know, I mean, you no, know, that's the problem. When you say, you know, the guy perhaps you had a cap before. Now people think you're, you know, you think he's Franco Baresi or something. You know, no, I don't. I just think he's a very solid top class club professional playing in Scotland, and he is worthy. of, of that cap. You know, I mean, we, we are what we are. I don't know if we're going to be talking about Scotland later in the, the podcast or not, but you know, I mean, he is certainly no worse than than others. But to come back to this one, this will be a really tough gig for United right. uh, on Saturday against Aberdeen. I mean, it's, it's not one you'd think might be high scoring, although you never, you never know. You know, um, it's, it's uh, on the face of it, United are up against a side who are several notches better than them. Um, and that would all point in one direction, but much depends on, you know, um, how United go take the Betfred stuff out of the way because I'm, I don't mean I'm not treating it seriously but the main thing for United this season is, is making sure that they stay in the premiership a relegation would be a disaster I don't think it will happen but it would be a disaster so they need to stay in the premiership and they need to kind of gather points and if they contest themselves and do well against an Aberdeen then that will indicate that all they're literally looking for is consistency trying to get consistent but if they were to take a real hiding from Aberdeen on Saturday and that's possible then you would think to yourself there are serious problems here um, they're not going to beat the top half of the table the Hibs, the Aberdeens, the Kilmarnocks have been seen already. Um, you know, it couldn't be the Livingtons. you know, uh, uh, losing to teams like that. So then you know that, that it, it looks as though it could be a real kind of basement battle for United for the rest of the season. So, I mean, a really tough one against the Dons. And I, I, I think it would be very, very hard for United to uh, to do other than lose that one.
0: Well, one team who's got pretty much everything they would want, from the uh, the first couple of Betfred Cup games is St. Johnson. I think Callum Davison will be well. He is a very happy man. I did the Celtic Hearts game when you know the Celtic were kind of you know first first twenty minutes they they gave they matched Saints physically, but after that it kind of became a one way traffic and two one wasn't really a, wasn't really a fair a fair score score line. And then they go and they thrash Breakin, which. Hmm. Well, no, I'm sure there'll be other weeks when we'll talk about breaking. But anyway, this, this is this is not one of them. Sorry, breaking fans, but uh, I'm sure they would be grateful. The, goal, the <laughs> goals <trying>. they got, <laughs> they be the goals, that, the goals that Saints scored, that was exactly what they needed. And listen, if if uh Jim, if anybody, if Callum Davidson could have chosen anybody to get a hat trick, I'm sure he would have probably said, yeah, Stevie May will have that. And Callum Hendry got himself a penalty at the end. It was pretty much every box tick that he could have. Bryson came on, sorry, Bryson started his his first game. It's been. It's been worthwhile the bet, Fred, isn't it for St John's? Season?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know when when you Stevie may be a hat trick and you know, off off the mark very early. I think he's on, all what, close three, range three finishes as well, yeah. Jim,
0: as well. Not not, not sort of that's right. You know, just Get strikers' him. goals,
2: strikers' goals, poachers' goals. and That's what you want from Stevie. You want him to be in the box, timing these runs. You know, just count to three, one, two, three, boom, go now. You know, further pass into the box, score a goal. Couple from Witherspoon as well, which is good. Henry, uh, uh, Murray, Murray, David's a good spread of goals, Eric. And I think that's actually really important you know I always always think back I'm a great keen history student of the game I always think back to the 50s not that I can remember that before you two jump in but you know you <laughs> think back the great Hungarians the, the magnificent Magyars they used to they used to play amateur side so they could rattle 14 and 15 goals in against them and the theory was you just <laughs> grew in confidence you know so when you're banging goals like that it's great for the confidence and that good spread of goals and particularly with Stevie May um, you know, grabbing a hat like I think it's fantastic, but don't underestimate. I think the importance. of... I'm a big Waterspoon fan. Don't underestimate the importance of him grabbing a couple as well. I think it's great oh, it's that player. you've got that. You've lovely. got that mm-hmm. lovely spread of goals. That's really, really important. I think. And
0: sure, and it's it's still we're not going to see. I'm, it's, it's Guy Melamed. I'm, I'm, I think we can confirm that now rather than Guy Melamed. That's, I'm glad we can we can clear up the, right. Okay, clear up something on the Talking Football podcast. About. Excellent. We're not going to see him at Hamilton, but. Stevie May, I, I thought Stevie May played very well against Celtic. I thought he mm-hmm. he played. He was he, he's he's been on an he's been on an improving form curve and yeah, yeah. it's he's going to benefit from having somebody alongside him, isn't he? Hundred
1: percent. Eventually, yes, definitely. I, 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 I agree, and uh, I mean I don't think as you say he's on an improving form curve. I don't think he's, he, he he plays well in general.
0: Yeah, no, no, he was. It wasn't like it's, it's yeah. maybe just
1: that. He, just that he, he's had a few chances that he probably would have backed himself to put away, and he's oh. he's, he's he's not done so. And um, that would be the criticism. But I mean, that's that's not just unique to him in this St Johnston side so far this season. It's it's been spread about a bit. there has been been a lot of good chances that have been fluffed, to be honest. Um. So in that respect it was it was it was good to see them rack some goals up albeit do feel heart sorry for breaking because that's that's a, a couple of absolute hidings they've had
0: well didn't you
2: know um, Mark wilson said they were lucky just to take seven no wonder
0: stevie campbell
1: got it oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that was my impression as yeah, well make sure his pal
0: doesn't get any blame there i like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely um I, would, I was driving back from Aberdeen uh, on the day I was I had to take the kids up to Kadonas. I was gonna say,
0: going out? to say you even go to Aberdeen when you're on holiday you really do love the L- place L- don't last you last of
1: the big spenders oh. eh? <laughs> <laughs> get them on the P&J get him on the P&J <laughs>
0: podcast you're on the wrong one Sean <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was uh, oh god. Anyway, I was going to slag it off. I'm not. Like, anyway, it was a fantastic day. Um, and when we were when we were driving back, uh, I had the Ra- radio Scotland on right, and was listening to the updates coming from McDermott Park, and and uh, it was uh, it was Billy Dodge who was there. So uh, at half time, it was two nothing. But mm-hmm. the story was like it could have been five or six, and they've missed so many chances. And I thought, it sounds like a similar story to the the rest of the season, to be honest. And and despite being two and a lot, you're we thinking. Those problems are still there. So to 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 go out in the second half and rack up a score like that, and and seeing some important players getting some goals, that's that's that is important. You, you can't you can't just say ah well it's just breaking. I mean that'll that'll do them the world a good. Um, it'll do Stevie the world a good to get a hat trick, and as you say, well been a couple. Murray Davidson as well off the Martin Callum getting the penalty because um, again he was robbed of one against Hibs uh, that should have stood. Um, so, for him to get off the mark is a big thing, too. So, what you want to see now is.
0: And a lovely gesture from fall. David Wotherspoon as well, by all accounts. I didn't do that. Ah, he day, was on his hat he was, trick, wasn't he? Yeah. And it's like, no, no, there you go. You take it, Callum Take it. Puts a bit of pressure. And there's a bit of pressure when somebody hands you, you know, a penalty yeah. to get your first goal of the season as well. You're usually, usually, you know, that's particularly St Johnson's history from the spot as well. But.
1: Yeah, well I don't I don't know the significance of uh, Callum Henry's celebration after the penalty, but it did look to me as if it meant something to him. Oh, I'm sure it would have done. Um yeah. it, it, it wasn't just a sort of well capping off a seven 0 win kind of celebration. It looked it looked meaningful to me. Um so fair play to him. But what you want to see now is and <laughs> because as I've said before, there was not there's nothing really massively wrong with how St Johnson have been playing all season. In the Premiership, they've been doing some good stuff, doing some good work. Things have been going well. They've had a lot of the ball in a lot of games, creating a lot of chances. They just haven't put them away. So, hopefully, now that's it's done them the world of good confidence-wise, and that's that's the hopefully the floodgates are open because we've given breaking a hiding, but there's it, a sense that we're waiting to give somebody in the Premiership a hiding as well.
0: Yeah, well, it's a biggie on on Saturday, Jim down at, down at Hamilton on the on the plastic. Mm. And well, not not many. I mean, not many teams give give on the hide, and I certainly wouldn't be expecting that. But it's it's a, it's a huge game this early in the season. You can all of a sudden you can you know if Saints win it. You know they could potentially be they're, they're you know they're, they'll be closer to the they'll be as close to the middle as yeah. on, as they will be at the bottom. So it's it's a biggie.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, I think they've got the personnel to do. I thought of that all along, and that's why I'm saying I think it was such a. An important um, milestone at, at the weekend to score the seven and without reply. Now bear in mind, and all the you know all due respect to Brechin, they are they are what they are. There's a club's struggling in the lower reaches of Scottish football, and Saints should beat them. But you know it's it, you know to beat a team as handsomely as that, I think is always. Um, a good sign. I mean, I think you know. Throughout, I mean, defensively, I think they've got a very good setup. You know, I think midfield wise, <coughs> I, I think there, there's a very decent midfield as well there. And I like the, the kind of the potential they've got for you know for width. And, and you know, I'm a you know I'm a Conway fan. I mean, I had a wee dispute with somebody during the week about Conway who reckoned they weren't getting enough out of him, which I think is nonsense. I mean, it's very early days for him. Um, I look forward to the, the partnership. Um, we me and uh, it's melamet, isn't it? Melamet. Melamet. Mel, yes. Melamet. Yeah. Um, I was being asked by putting my rector's. Uh, um going on for the moment uh, one of the girls at university who is a great St Johnson fan was asking me what do I think you know I said well <laughs> if you go by his YouTube goals you know he, he should be a <laughs> he's going to get 25
0: yeah. <laughs> he's going to get
2: 25 um, but no I mean I, I, I think Saints are starting now to to and I hesitate to say come good because I thought they were playing some fine stuff playing some very and, good stuff and, and they're still bottom of the league let's let's, let's yeah know but,
0: you know but, what I mean it's you know, I mean, early days it and
2: that's why I'm saying also in terms of United I mean they're they, 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 it's never too early to panic, people will say. But, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, for the moment, um, these are the early days. I mean, Saints are sitting down there with the rocket teams. You know, I mean, there's, there's only, I think, you know, if you take from Saints right up to Kilmarnock, there's four points in it. You know, so that's from fifth to twelfth. Uh, you know, you're, we're going to. We talked about this before. We're going to have a league this season. Rangers, Celtic are on their own. Hibbs and Aberdeen are next on their own, and after that, I think everyone is going to kind of be fighting and, and, and cutting each other's throats. So, St. Johnson, <coughs> I would think, out of that group, St. Mirren, Hamilton, and, and you know, and Motherwell and Ross County, I think um, they're certainly. I, I think they're better than Hamilton I think they're probably better than Livingston different types of side I'm not knocking these sides but Saints I think have enough about them and now that they've started to score goals I think they need to find a net more regularly if they can find a net more regularly then I think they are, and and with a great shout of pulling away quite quickly, up towards the the top half of the table, which I think they've got a squad to be involved in.
0: And Sean, I'll blame you. You you mentioned uh, you mentioned Scotland first of all. So before we finish yeah. the Saints, I think we'll we'll have to kind of touch upon it right. again with regards Jason Kerr. Now it's I, th- I think St Johnston fans. I, don't, I mean, I'm not speaking for all St Johnston fans here, obviously, but I don't think St Johnston fans are specifically furious that 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 Jason Kerr hasn't been called up, even though there's been, you know, I I think I think it's the feeling that they could be any that I think they could be you know, they'd be they be looking at Paul Hegarty and, and Dave Neri or, you know, whoever the Hibbs equivalent or the Aberdeen equivalent is before anybody actually takes a look at how a St Johnson centre half is playing and you know, they look at like say Jason Kerr think, you know, there's like there's a young centre half. All right, he's maybe had a couple of games this season when he's not been at his best, but he's had a lot of games when he's been he's been very good. Plays in a back three, links the play up really well. Can goes forward, a guy that you could you know the raw materials certainly the raw materials are there to be a to be an international centre back, but you never get the impression that he's going to get a call up. And you know, I think there's umpteen centre halves have been have been have been called up this over this last week and a bit. And I think it's the wider point is that you know you look back at say I don't know even a Richard Foster when he was at his when he was playing at his best at St John's in the early time at St John's. Do you think he, he was a better? I would say Richard Foster was playing better as a right back then than Stephen O'Donnell. Although he played he played well against Slovakia there, and Stephen O'Donnell is at the moment for Motherwell. Again, there's a club that seems to get internationals called up. Do St. Johnson fans have a point that, you know, nobody's nobody's looking at them.
1: Yes. There's a short answer to that. Uh, we could go back to Biscuits for Scotland. Remember that have oh, not got that by that far, <laughs> <but>. <laughs>
0: Zander Xander Clark's another one. Jack Jack Hamilton's yeah. been in been in Scotland yeah. squads. You know, no, I know, I know, mm-hmm. I
1: know, and you mentioned that there's not a sense of anger amongst St. Johnston fans, and I agree with that. But I mean, for there, for there to be a sense of anger, there would have to be a sense of injustice, and in order for that, I think there's a, there's a general sense of anger,
0: Sean. Yeah, well, just yeah, not, but you'd yeah.
1: have to have an expectation that one of your players yeah. might get called up, and I think St. Johnston fans are resigned to the fact that it's just not going to happen because it, there's been there's been a number over the years that, that that should have been in with the shout, could have been in with the shout, and never got the nod. Um, and Ali
0: well, McCann includes- being ignored in uh, age groups just sums it up as well, not it?
1: Absolutely. It, it does indeed. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think, I, I mean, I, I don't, Andy Considine's worthy of his call-up. He's, he's, he's had a really good career. Agree, and I really, I really, really like him as a player. Um, so I, I've got no problems with him getting called up whatsoever. But um, anybody who's watched Jason Kerr play for a significant amount of time can see what a talent he is. There's absolutely no doubt that he's 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 good enough to get to the level where he where he's called up for the Scotland squad. You could argue that he should already be getting called up, but I think it's that it's when you're playing for a team that's at the bottom of the league, that's a stumbling block. Well,
0: Callum Davison's admitted that he says he thinks he's maybe suffered on the back of St Johnson's league position.
1: Yeah. Hmm. No. so that's 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 certainly part of it but the other part of it is quite frankly that st. johnston are just not a fashionable club in the eyes of scotland managers and haven't been for decades and I, I, just, I canny It's going to take a brave man to change that, and it shouldn't need to take a brave man to change or it. have not been ever,
0: have they really? Let's face it. No, you, I mean, you, you go, go, back J- go back to John, John O'Neill. There was yeah. another one. Yeah. You could go back to John Connolly and say that you know, uh, I mean, aye. he should have been getting more caps than that. That sort, that team of the the. Late sixties, early seventies, but yeah, Jim, you were saying.
2: No, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Jason Kerr's only twenty-three, so working on the Considine principle, he's only got another ten years to wait uh, <laughs> be- before he gets the cap. I mean, I, I, you know what, I, I can I always wonder about this. And and you mentioned there, uh, Eric, you know, you mentioned Connolly, which was of my era. I mean, Connolly, one of the finest footballers ever to play for St. Johnson and, and one of the finest players I've watched in Scottish football. You know, remarkably talented player. Um, I, I, and you know, I kind of wonder what it is with with managers, international managers. Managers. They're not prepared to look and, and ignore the notion of the team that the guy's playing for, and just look and say, "Well, has he got the qualities? Could he make the step up?" Um, and given that others have done it, um, and given the level, bluntly that we're playing at Scotland, I think he could do it very easily.
0: Yeah, well, I just I just look at all his sort of peers. I mean, he was in the under twenty one setup for a long time. I just look at his peers, and nobody nobody will tell me that. Ryan Porteous, for example, is head and shoulders above above uh, Jason Kerr. He just, he's think, not. He's not. He just doesn't. You know, he's he's maybe he maybe catches the eye more because he makes more daft tackle. He he flies into tackles and the likes. But you know, Jason Kerr's is far more comfortable in the ball. But there we go. I think it's a, it's purely one place for Hibbs, one place for St. John's. I think it's as I think it's as simple as I think. If he wouldn't even need to go to the old firm. I think if Jason Kerr played half a season pretty well. For Hibs or Aberdeen, mm-hmm. or even Dundee United, yeah, I think he would be. He would be in the Scotland squad. I think. I, I think agree. It's that, it's that cut and dried, right? Well, they've, I think. Can we call it the biggest game of the weekend, gentlemen? Dun, Hearts v Dundee. It's certainly one I'm looking forward to for sure. Yeah, Sean. I mean, what's it's it's an absolutely intriguing. I know there's been a wee sort of. I don't don't know if we call it mind games because. Uh, they're not speaking to each other, but they're speaking to us. You know, Robbie Nielsen saying he would rather have uh Dundee's sort of elongated build up without without games to uh, to go into Friday night and James McPeg saying no 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 I'd rather have I'd rather have the three games under under my belt that Hearts are getting compared to the one that, that Dundee will have. What's your take on it?
1: Uh, they're both at it. <laughs> 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 it's, it's my take on that, and fair play to them too. They're, they're, they're entitled to yes, it. We'll like that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of the game itself, I it, it's it's the big one for me. It's on the TV on a Friday night. I think that says something. And and yeah, it's 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 an exciting one. Um, I um i can't wait to watch it. I think it'll be brilliant. Um, in terms of how it goes, huh, I don't know. I think I think a, a few weeks back I would have said you know hearts are hearts are strong favorites for that. And they still probably are. They're at home, Uh you know, and despite the fact that there's no fans there, I I was going to say that still counts for something, but somebody will probably pull some statistics out that proves me completely (laughs) wrong on that front. Um, Hopefully. Yes. Um, But now I don't know. I don't know. Dundee, they've they've looked all right. Yeah. I've got, I've got,
0: uh, I've got creeping optimism for this one for their behalf. I have
1: to say. Absolutely. so, uh, I, I can, I can see them going there and taking something, whether it's three points or whether it's a point. I think they would, they would take a point. They'd be delighted with it. I would have thought. Um, but I can, I can, I can see, I can see something there because Hearts, Hearts haven't set the world on fire in their, in their games so far. I think they, they made heavy weather of um, cowed and beef at the weekend, there, didn't they? So. Uh, uh, it's it's again really really hard to call, but but my 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 inkling is is shifting towards Dundee over You're time. Shifting
0: inkling, yes, yes. Gem, <laughs> I mean, I think it's already becoming clear. From well, I say already becoming clear. They've only had pre preseason one Betfred Cup game, but going by what James McPake's saying as well, he's the Adams Dorans McGowan... Triumvirate in the middle of the pitch is going to be very, very important for him. I think we could we knew that we'd certainly see an Ad, Adams and Doran, Doran's McGowan as well. And that's an ex- that's a very, very experienced core for a crucial part of the pitch. And so if if they can get if they can take control in there got fancy a Dundee win. Well,
2: <laughs> I think to quote that old great rock singer, poet Ian Dury, reasons to be cheerful. And I think there are reasons to be cheerful about, about that squad. I mean, I think, you know, Doran's fit... Adam, Charlie Adam fit. you know, um, I think it, it you know, just, just looks such a good central defensive duo. Um, and, and I think, you know, McGowan, I like McGowan. McGowan's on song, the energy and the drive that he has. I like Mullen um, up front. You know, I, I think there's a lot of things um, about Dundee's start to the season which you know, they can be happy with. That said, we're stabbing in the dark Um what we'll say is this. I mean, it's early days. We, you know, we, this this will be the first kind of big, serious competition, uh, competitive game for them. I think if Dundee take something, take a point, even, uh, and it would be lovely if they could take three. But if they take a point from Hearts at Tynecastle on uh, on Friday night in this truncated season. Because remember, it's what it's a um, two third season. If they can take something from there, then you know they have competed with probably the best you go, they're going to meet. I mean, I, I, I've got, I have to say, I have some suspicions that Dunfermline are actually going to be dark horses too. Um, but Hearts, undoubtedly, with the squad they've assembled and the money that's gone in there, um, should be red-hot favourites. And if Dundee can take something from that, I think the confidence booster that will give James McPake and the boys will be absolutely electric. So, You know, midfield, we talk all the time in the game about midfield and creativity and all the rest of it. And, you know, if you've got decent strikers, if you give them enough chances, they'll score. Now, the likes of the Adams and the Dorans of this world I think can create those chances from from midfield. So I I, I am bizarrely, I, I'm looking forward to this more than I've looked forward to anything so far um th- this season. I think it's going to be an absolutely terrific game, or I'm hoping it's going to be a terrific game. It's just a the pity there weren't or nineteen thousand in at Castle well, it Tinecastle watching it. Yeah, we can't guarantee it'll be
0: it'll be that, but we can guarantee it'll be intriguing. I mean mm-hmm. so Sean, I I, I, think, gosh, this is, I think this is the time for for Dundee to really go to try and strike and and try and you know really go for the win because a huge psychologically if they can if they can get and get off to the flying start put doubts into Hart's mind straight away I think I think a, a draw actually although it's you would usually say a draw away at Tynecastle we'll take that type thing I'm not sure I think that mm. would ease Hearts into I think Dundee really need to strike a blow such a short season they say look we're we're here we're ready we've got a settled team. You know, we've got big players. I think the, the psychological damage they could do and the doubts they could open up in the Hearts squad by winning, yeah, would be would be enormous and worth worth really going for the win.
1: Uh, that, that's a compelling argument. Um, I would say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is, yeah, um, because the, the rest reward, reward uh, is not it? You know, yes, yeah, yeah. The narrative surrounding it has been that Hearts are the favourites to win the league. Dundee going away there in the first game yeah, of the Goliaths, season. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a worry. Oh, that'll be a hard game for them. That's the way the sort of general tone's been. But, I mean, if as you say, they, 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 they look strong. Um, they've certainly got strength in the middle of the park. And they're looking fine everywhere else as well, to be honest with you. So if they, if they can go there and they can get themselves in the mindset this week of we are going there to put hearts on their backsides. If they can man- if they can manage that, the the yeah, the this the the psychological value of that will be massive because hearts will be immediately on the back foot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And regardless of right, Robbie Robbie Nielsen has um, I know they said Robbie Williams there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Robbie uh Robbie Nielsen <laughs> has uh um, not quite the same entertainer as, as Robbie Williams. His his side, he's won the league before twice, once for Hearts, once for United. What you would say about Robbie Nielsen's sides and in and those seasons is that they were functional. Right. Oh, they were. So they're not like the slickest footballing teams in the world. They're not he, cutting he people d- open. He doesn't have a Lawrence
0: Shanklin this time around. I don't mm-hmm. think. No,
1: absolutely not. So, um, I mean, that's not to say he doesn't have players who can hurt you. He, he mm-hmm. does. Yeah. But at the same, at the same time, I mean, if, if Dundee can go on the front foot and really just get at Hearts from the start. Um, God, why not? Why not? No, we're talking ourselves into this. Your inkling shifting are, again. They,
2: they've got, they've got, oh. a, they've got I think that that's a, that, that's a, a hugely important thing. He's still a kind of um a, tremendous oh, yeah, player. a clever, clever player. Yeah, yeah I mean there are that's one about, I mean, for I it. mean well, what well, one of the intriguing things is, I have to say, you know, and it's indicative of the na- changing nature of football, not just Hearts, you know, but Scottish football. You look through, you see Craig Gordon Goal, Gunesi, and you look around, you see Walker, and then you go, Who's he? Who's he? Who's he? You know, O'Harky. Oh, yeah, I remember him. But Pesco, yeah, and th- there's there are a few unknowns that about out. that
0: Hearts team, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, that, that, that's it.
2: exactly. There are there are more than a few unknowns, and I mean, even looking at the bench, you know, I'm looking at McCall White, and I'm thinking, is that a whiskey? You know, I mean, it's 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 a it's the changing nature of the game, and that's why I'm saying at the moment it's difficult to predict this. You know, we're looking at Dundee and we're thinking, you know, there's a, there's a, a a midfield duo. there's a tri- there's a trio, but there's a, for me, Doran and Adam just absolutely stand out, head and shoulders mm-hmm. above oh, anything so- else in Think like
0: it's caps between ah,
2: them. Yes, mic. and if those two are if those two are on form, if those two are singing on the night, it, it could be a spectacularly good night for for Dundee, and um, because they they've got all the experience in the world. They have got you know they've got the brains, they've got the intelligence, they've got the game experience. You know they have everything that should count uh, on the night, and it's up to them those two early on to take you know to take the game by the scruff of the neck, take the dressing room by the scruff of the neck, talk to the boys, and say here's what's expected tonight. Uh, and if they get off, you know, and they dominate early on on the pitch, then you send a message to your rivals. Who she was? What is this we're up against here? You know, I mean, I still think Charlie could be absolute talisman this season for Dundee. It might not, might go spectacularly and horribly wrong, but it, it looks to me <laughs> still like a terrific signing.
0: Last thing, Sean, before we, before we wrap up, the one I, I like. I mean, I think he's McPike is strengthening it, all the areas he needed to, and he's probably done a bit more than I thought he would do. Certainly up front, I thought. You know, I didn't think we, he would get one more. You know, in the Osmond South plays you play as you play type thing, but he has. so he's got options there. The one that kind of worries me, and let's—I think there's a good goalkeeper in there, but I I thought he would maybe have another goalkeeper, I do, because you know he 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 brought in the lad from Celtic a couple of times, and it's Jack Hamilton he's going with, and he's 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 had a few high-profile clangers, I mean, I suppose what goalkeeper hasn't type thing, but did you think there would be another goalkeeper coming in this summer? Uh,
1: I would have, yeah, I would have imagined that that would be an area I'd look at. Um, I've I, I, this is—it's not my job at all to be emotional about this stuff. I feel sorry for Jack Hamilton, man, he just—he gets—and mm. again, it's not—it's not anybody's fault. They're vicious circles he, when you're a goalkeeper. It, it is. really is. Yeah, you know? but, there, but as you say, there there, there there have been clangers there, and yes, keepers, are, every keeper suffers from them occasionally. But and there's a man that and,
0: needs a big big and yes, he does, he does. And in know?
1: his case, it's just that they, they 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 have been more frequent than you would you would expect from from a player. Uh, He needs to to win them them a match, doesn't he, basically, Jack?
2: Yeah. I think, think, Eric, sorry to jump in, Sean, but I think the biggest issue, every club is burdened. Every, Every club carries the cross of its own history. And if there's one... Cross that Dundee have carried, and it's probably the wrong expression. They have carried some great, great goalkeepers over the years. Yeah. It's one of the positions that they have always excelled in. They've, all, you know, as far back as Ali Donaldson, Thompson, Allen, <clears throat> all the oh, way like, through like the Newcastle number nine type thing. You know, yeah, aye, they have always had fantastic goalkeepers, and that's <laughs> that's quite a lot to live up to, actually. You know, <laughs> you know, there are not many Bert Slaters or or Pat Linnies or or Rab Douglases about these days, or or Bobby get us, you know, there are not many about and, and I think that's always a, a cross that a goalkeeper between the sticks at Denz has to bear.
0: Brilliant, well listen I hope we've, we've teed up the weekend games well for you and thank you again gentlemen for your, your contributions, we'll do it again next week and thank you for listening, bye just now
1: If you like the podcast we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts All that really helps people to find talking football and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.